In this second episode of Forgiveness, It's Powerful, we discuss how God's Word commands us to forgive and how we are to continually forgive one another. We also deal with one of the reasons some people don't forgive, and that is they simply choose not to. In addition, we touch on the devil's role in unforgiveness and how he reminds individuals of the wrong that was done unto them, thus causing them to hold unforgiveness from their offender. Join us in this candid conversation about forgiveness. It's powerful.
unforgiveness breaks fellowship with God. There's a lot of people walking around in a state of broken fellowship because they're holding a grudge against somebody. It's true. <clears throat> and sometimes they're holding a grudge against somebody that's dead and gone. That doesn't make any sense right there. To hold a grudge against a dead person. A dead person can't ask for anything. Yes, they hurt you. Yes, they took something from you. Yes, they, you don't trust men because of something a man did to you. But there is a God.
gives them an answer, they're going to check it out and make sure he's got a good alibi. You know what I'm saying? But it seems to look like you on this tape that we have. You know, like you the one that robbed the bank. So you sure you wasn't at the bank at this time? No, I wasn't at the bank. Well, they're going to continue to interrogate the action questions. Because what they're trying to do is get him to confess or to come clean to the very thing that they're trying to charge him with. They're trying to get him to say, yes, that's where I was. I was at the bank. I did find it. I did rob the bank. You know, I was there Tuesday, you know, whatever day I get. I was there, and I was the one that robbed. They want to get you to confess them. And that's what Christ wants to do with us. He says, if we confess our sins. See, he wants you to come clean. Now, now, now notice he said, if we confess our sins, right? See, God is specific on that. When you're confessing your sins, you're being specific about the very sins that you commit. And so he says, when you are truthful and honest about confessing your sins, he says, then he would be faithful and just forgive you of those very sins that you confess. See, a lot of times we say, well, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Well, you don't get it because you're not specific. See, when you're confessing, you're confessing about the very exact thing that you did, the sin that you commit. That's why I gave the example with the, or the illustration with the bankrupt. They're trying to get him to confess to the very crime that he committed. Well, sin is the same way. God wants you to confess to the very sin that you commit. So when you do that, and he's a specific God, when you do that, then he says he's faithful to forgive of our, forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. A lot of times we don't like to be or confess the sins that, that we've done. Uh, when we do that, he says that we will not prosper. What did David say? If I hide iniquity, then my heart, the Lord won't even hear us. You know, so he's a forgiving God. He, he wants to forgive us, but he also wants us to be honest. sins against me. 
up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy times. Seventy, seven times. Seven times, seventy times seventy, the King James verse seven. Psalms 86, 5. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call on you. Why is it that people who have been so much the recipient of forgiveness find it hard to forgive? Blessed to one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sin is covered. That's Psalms 80, 32 and 1. Why do we have such a problem forgiving? Everybody just move over and let them do whatever they want to do. 
so when that hasn't happened, well, they take matters into their own hands. Because they want you uh, to do what they want you to do when they want you to do it. And if you decide that you don't want to do that, or if they figure you're not doing that, well, some of them have, have even shot people. And so when you see them doing things like that, you you wonder how many of them that were guilty of road rage knew that they was in, that they were in the wrong when they did what they done, whether it shot somebody or hit them or, or whatever they done. How many of those people do you think actually felt sorry for doing that? That have actually came and asked that person to forgive if they didn't shoot the person and kill them? We commit. A lot of uh, road rage today in our minds. And even though we might not act it out, we see it inside. We call people fools and stupid and dummies and all. <laughs> but can we go to those persons and ask for their forgiveness? I'm still stuck on Christians being unforgiving. Christians are the religious. Christians that go to church. Christians that hold office, I mean, offices in church. It's a command, a choice, and a condition. It is. 
but he flips the other seven. But if ye forgive not man that trespass, do you know that anything anybody can do to you is make them you not forgive them? I can't say that for sure. And the reason why I can't say that for sure, because I haven't had whatever it is that for, for me to say that. Exactly. I know exactly what the I, word said. And I'm, just, I'm, I'm coming. You just said it's a command. Exactly. And so, your, so your answer got to be no. There can be nothing that can be done to us where we don't forgive. Right. Now, I say, I, I'll be honest and say, well, no. I say that. Now, when reality hits, <laughs> we're going to see if what you said, when you said no, if you're going to stick to it. When reality or not, you still got to hold the note. You still got to do that. But why come we don't do Because sometimes, it's about like people say, it ain't easy to love everybody. But here's the flip side of that. It ain't easy to love you or me either all the time. It's true. And some people, it's just hard for them to forgive because and we know why we haven't mentioned it yet. We just dropped in. It's the devil behind the unforgiveness. Oh yeah. Both of you understand they glorify Satan when they don't forgive. Right. Because he's the one putting all the negative stuff in. You know what they did to you. You didn't deserve that. God could have stopped it. Why God make me? Why would he there but you and your why your family have to go through that? The devil is behind unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is chaos and confusion. Exactly. And, and you know the best, <coughs> best answer I, I've heard to that, what you just said, is when people respond and say, well, they hated Jesus. Well, they did this to Jesus too. Which is a good answer. It's about the best answer. And I'm going to tell well, you what. Jesus said it himself. He said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you too. Exactly. Exactly. But he gave an example of showing what was done to him. And we know what was done to him. Uh, everything we don't know. Uh, but that what we do know, we know how they mistreat him. And how they beat him. And everything that happened. They, they wanted to kill him. And, uh, when you look at all of that, Jesus still forgets. So he's trying to tell us, when you treat it like me, he said that they was going to hate you because they hated him first. Right? And by us being more like Jesus, by God conforming us into the image of his son, the more, see, that's the thing. When the more we start, a lot of people, that's why they do what they do too. See, the more you start to look like Jesus, act like Jesus, sound like him, and you know, the more when they look at him, when a person look at you and say, there's something different about you, you need to look at him. Look at him right there. Because you get ready to go through some of the stuff that Jesus said we were going to go through. Because why? Because he said, all those that live God. Shall. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Not there's a possibility. It's true. You shall suffer persecution. It's true. Now, I'm looking at something here, Dr. Mason. <coughs> and I'm looking at this suffering. Psalms 86 5. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and cleanse and mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Another version says, You, Lord, are forgiving. Again, we've been forgiven so much, but yet we withhold forgiveness. Therefore, we are not as forgiving as we should be. 
Well, you said the choice, and I, I go there with you. But I also say the devil still chose because we listen. But some people, people have different levels of how they deal with emotions, how they respond to things. That's true. And, and I'm just sitting there thinking about it. I think that we have to become, again, more like Christ, where we, we get the mind of Christ. Because if, if we don't be able to do uh, like Christ done when he was getting ridiculed and, and persecuted and all and still able to
our willingness to forgive those who have acted against us. Well, see, now somebody gonna ask you, Dr. Mason, that ain't scripture. Yeah, yeah. It's verse 12. Because they gonna say, they gonna say, it's verse 12. But they gonna say, <laughs> First John 1, if we confess us, he's faithful and just. But that's for the Christians. That's for the Christians. But this is who he's talking to, too, in the Sermon on the Mount. Is he not talking to followers? He, when whoever followed us, when you know, everybody that was at, at, the, uh, at the map wasn't saying.
we forget that we have a Father that chastises us because He loves us. And I don't think we want to be chastised by Him because He knows where all the hot spots are. <laughs> so God, we may say, let's put a pen on this. If you had to speak to somebody right now, mm-hmm. you're saying that such and such did this to me and they did that to me. I just can't forgive them because I just can't forgive them. What would you tell them? This is a Christian. Give me what you would tell a non-Christian, then give me what you would tell a Christian. Well, I would first of all tell a non-Christian that I understand what he's saying. Because in order to be able to forgive a person, you have to first accept the one who has forgiven us all. Because it's only in him who gives you the power, or should I say the supernatural power, in order to forgive. Now, now notice now, uh, before I answer the other, the other part of the question, notice now, and I don't want to bring this up, but it just hit me. Uh, I'm going to ask you, is there a, t- is there a time uh, a time Constraint on forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, is, is that uh, when he tells us to forgive, is it immediately? It should be immediately. Right. Because the problem is, if I know I need to forgive somebody, I need to do that immediately. Right. Whether that person is there or not, I need to let it go. Right. Because that's what happened with my friend. God said, You got the key. So he had himself in prison for however many years he ain't in debt. But when he immediately forgave his debt, the bars opened up and he could walk free again. Right. So that's the thing about holding unforgiveness. You're not free. Right. That person or persons that committed whatever the offense was, they have control over you. True. That's true. Even though sometimes they're not thinking about you, they have control on you. Right. Because if you're waking up thinking about them, they've gone on with their life and they're dead and gone. But they still control you because all you do is think about what they did. It's true. And again, I don't make little of anything anybody wants. But again, there's a God that can deliver you through that. That's true. I know a young lady whose dad used to rape her. Now she has to take care of him. That part. Used to rape her. Now she's got to take care of him. That's what I was saying when you asked me the question earlier about forgiveness. Uh, is there anything that I can say basically no to when it comes down to forgiveness? I would want to say no, right? But because of what the word commands me, regardless of how it affects me, right. I still gotta forgive. Right. And that, that's what I'm looking at with the girl who said her dad raped her. Over and over again, and, and now she's taking care of it. In her heart, she remembers. Yeah, she has to remember. Yeah, she hasn't forgotten. But as an honor to him, and I'm pretty sure obedience to God. She taking care. Now, see, that's that's a conversation with her. Uh, I would like to have 
because of Noah. She's an example of what true forgiveness is. Preached a message about, about 20, 20 years ago uh, at my home church there uh, on Mother's Day. Uh, what they would do sometimes to have me uh, ministers preach on Mother's Day, you know, uh, women ministers preach on Father's Day. Right. And so this particular uh, uh, Mother's Day, uh, preached a message uh, concerning Kids, you know, what, are, what is their responsibility when it comes down to taking care of mom? Right. Uh, so I went over everything, you know, preached about it, uh, told them how mama took care of them when they were small, raised them up, and she could have uh, aborted them, but decided not to. And you didn't know what she struggled with in order to get you to the age that you are now. All of that. Little did I know, to about two or three Sundays after, this young lady came up to me. She said, Revelation, man, I just want to thank you uh, for a message a few Sundays ago. And I said, okay. She uh, said, God was good. You know, we give him all the glory and credit for that. She said, yeah, but this is what I want to tell you. She said, me and my mom fell out about three years ago. And we hadn't spoken to each other since. She said, but after the preached the message about what our responsibility is to our mom as children. She said, me and my mom made it up. She said, that's the best thing that could have ever happened. They went, they made amends, they forgave each other. Now they are talking and they're rebuilding the relationship. See, that's that's what forgiveness would do, man. That part yeah. right there. Yeah. For, forgiveness brings about peace. Yeah. Yeah. If it don't bring, because see, sometimes you can forgive a person. I mean, some people say they forgive, but they really don't. But when you truly forgive someone, now the release that you get causes peace on the inside. Right. And some people are tormented because they don't have peace. <coughs> and until somebody lets go, and I, I was going to leave this alone, but it just came back in my face. Because he was bringing Will up 
And so he was trying to build it up, build up to that point to where when he introduced Will, you know, he would have this big introduction when he comes on, on stage. You know? And so he made jokes like he always do about people. And that's what he said. It's a joke, man. It's just a joke. You know, but Will took it as if he knew about her alopecia and then made the joke. Because it was like he, he was picking and, and he he did the joke knowing that she was sick. And that would make any man mad. See, that's how he took it. Right, that's how he took it. See, that's what we were saying. A lot of times when people get offended, the way the person says something or what they might have did, like what Chris Rock did, see, it wasn't that way at all. But because the person took it that way, made it seem like and so, but what I like about uh, what Chris Rock done, like you said, he knew that he didn't mean it like that because he didn't think she had that condition. But he apologized to them. And see, that, that's what you do. Pick that up. Yeah, that's what you do anyway. You pick that up next to You have to be a bigger person than that. There you go. That wraps it up for me. Episode two of forgiveness is a powerful thing. And thank you for joining. We hope we've said something to help somebody along the way. We hope that maybe you can listen to something we've said. And if right now you're an individual who's holding a grudge or you're holding unforgiveness towards somebody, that's some of the words we said or something the spirit may share with you that you may gather from what the Lord has given us to share with whoever. Maybe you can take that and move from where you are. Unforgiveness is a prison. And you hold the key to getting out of it. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Reverend John Mason, Reverend T. Lewis Tillman. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us in this two-part series on forgiveness. We hope that we've said something to help you better understand the necessity of forgiving. As children of God, we don't have a right to withhold forgiveness from anyone, regardless of what's been done to us. Just as God freely forgives us, then we ought to freely forgive anyone who has wronged us. Remember, Forgiveness leads to surrender, which results in release, which brings about peace. You surrender to the Word of God. You release the person and the offense, which results in peace from an internal war and an invisible prison. Stay tuned for one more short episode dealing with forgiveness, but we add an additional piece to it, forgetting. Until then, God bless you, and may heaven smile upon you.